0: Uh, good morning, everyone. It is uh, Wednesday, March 24th. In case you don't know me, my name is Dan Benjamin. If you do, welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, trying this Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing so far, so good. There's a little bit more to talk about this way. Hey, Alex in the chat room. Uh, I wanted to apologize to people who, when you show up in the chat room, if I don't always get a chance to address your comments there, I, I can read them, but you know I've got a lot going on. So what I was thinking about doing is for the, the patrons, you know, maybe once a week doing a show where we just sort of talk and you guys can all participate and we can do it like that. Uh, but in the, in the meantime, uh, I do read them. I do see them. I try to keep up with them, but I can't, you know, I can't always. So this is the way it's going to be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm trying. Uh, I don't so, stop nothing, you idiot. No, you know, I don't, I, everybody I would think who's talking about, things like mass shootings, it hates to talk about them. We hate to talk about them uh, because we believe, I think everyone believes and agrees that they're horrible and that they shouldn't happen. Um, This thing just happened in Boulder, Colorado. I'm sure you've already heard about it. I'm not here to break news. You know, that's not what this show is about. I try to provide interesting insight analysis, thoughts, my own comments uh, and, uh, and, and show you guys things that are fun and interesting but when something like this happens, you kind of have to talk about it, acknowledge it, and and discuss it, um, at least to some degree. I feel like it's your responsibility to do that. I do kind of consider myself to be a journalist in, in one way or another. Uh, but I'm sure you've all heard about this. But what's coming out now is more information about the shooter. Uh, basically, he's 21 years old, and he killed 10 people at – well, he's accused of killing 10 people. Okay at a Colorado supermarket where they were going to get their vaccinations. Uh, His name is Ahmad Al-Aliwi Alisa. Alisa? He doesn't get, that's your name, dude. He doesn't deserve it. Um, He was from the Denver suburb of Arvada. He was booked into jail Tuesday on murder charges after this attack. And uh, basically, you know, innocent until proven guilty, I guess, although he admitted to it. Uh, he had bought a Ruger AR-556 pistol. Um, it looks like an AR-15 rifle with a shorter stock, according to this article that that I'm reading. Uh, he got it six days before the attack, and um, they won't say where it was purchased from, but it's. Uh, they also got an AR-15-style gun inside the supermarket. They believed it was used in the shooting. Uh, a green tactical vest and handgun were recovered from inside the grocery store. Because he removed most of his clothing shortly before he was taken into custody, um, they do that sometimes in things like this. I don't know what the psychology of that is, but he's got delusions. um he has some kind of mental illness. The relatives of his just said that there were times where he would say people were following him and chasing him, and that you know these delusions may contributed to the violence. It's safe to say that anyone who would do this kind of thing has mental issues. I mean that that goes without saying, doesn't it? Uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of weird stuff behind this one that they're going to have to take some time to um, to pull apart. But the article that describes all of these different delusions and mental illnesses and stuff that he has are going to be in the show notes, which are DanBenjamin.live. I think this is episode. 69 Hey, mags uh so you can go and check this out uh there if you want i've got two different articles both talking about this and and the guy and uh so go there and check that out if that's interesting to you of course as happens every single time there's a shooting like this uh any kind of mass shooting uh you get a lot of people on both sides of the issue getting very upset about it and typically from the government you will hear them condemning the act talking about the fact that we believe there needs to be better uh, gun control and more bans on assault rifles uh and then you will hear the people who are the, the gun rights activists saying this guy was crazy and it's not the guns fault it's the guy's fault those are generally the two sides of the issue and that um the argument then is, well, if these kinds of guns weren't available, these kinds of attacks wouldn't happen. And generally speaking, I, I think that's true. But as we see in other countries, very rarely, but it happens that don't have guns available, there can still be mass attacks. And if this guy was crazy enough to do something like this, uh, he might have run around with a knife like we saw. Was it in was it China where that happened, where a guy went onto a train and stabbed 20 people on a train? Guns make it easier to kill people. There's no doubt about that. And if this gun hadn't been available to him to buy uh, six days beforehand, then maybe there wouldn't have been a crime at all. Maybe he would have used a knife. Maybe there would have been fewer people injured. We don't know the answer. We don't know the answer to that. Uh, But certainly this exact crime wouldn't have happened. This is a bigger issue than I can cover here. And. Uh, To be honest, I, uh, I don't really like talking about these kinds of issues because there are people who know a lot more and who have a lot more information and maybe even a production team behind them that can give them facts and statistics about it. All I know is what I see here is a situation of somebody who had severe mental illness, and it would have been wonderful if this guy could have gotten help for that way before he ever decided that he wanted to go and purchase a gun. I'm not blaming, uh, putting blame on, on that. I'm putting blame on this guy who did this thing. And, um, and clearly he's somebody that's not okay. And I wish there was a better way to find people like this and help them, uh, before anything like this ever happens. I'm not going to get into the whole, uh, debate about gun rights and gun issues because I, I think there are people again, who are way more qualified to do that than me I'm just here to to share that one thought about it. But here in the news, again, you'll find this in in the links. Kamala Harris coming out. Um, you know, we had the uh, Atlanta shooting that killed six Asian American women. Now we've got this in Colorado. And uh, and basically, you know, Kamala comes out and sa- Kamala, I want to say it right. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Says it's time for Congress to act and make it law echoing uh, Biden, who demands that the Senate unite on gun control and ban assault rifles. You know, the whole assault rifle conversation, you would think that there would be a universal opinion about that, but there still isn't a universal opinion about assault rifles. There are people who would say, what does a regular human being need an assault rifle for if they're living in a neighborhood or a, a, you know, a regular, regular part of america where there's just people going to and from work and running errands do you need an assault rifle and then the people on the other side of the issue say well it's our right to have that assault rifle uh we have the second amendment therefore we should be able to have any kind of gun that we want and those people might even say that they would prefer a fully uh automatic uh weapon that's what the issue comes down to because the people again on on the one side uh favoring gun rights would say, well, if you limit the kinds of guns that we're allowed to have, then soon you're going to eliminate the fact that we can have any kind of gun at all. And then the people who are on the uh, gun control side would say, what's the reason that you need that kind of gun? We're not trying to take away the self-defense weapons you might want to keep in your house to protect yourself against someone breaking in. You wouldn't need. Do you need an AR-15 to protect yourself against a home invader? And there are the people then who would say it doesn't matter what I need it for; it's my right to have it. So it's a very complicated issue. Again, I, I'm not getting involved in it, but it's um, it's a very heated debate right now. And every single time that this comes out, you get people really, really arguing uh, for these different aspects of it. And I don't know how they're ever going to meet in the middle. They're not going to. And that's part of the reason why we have this problem is no one is willing to compromise. Well, just as the government is coming out and, and the White House is coming out saying these things, you've got the gun industry preparing for a surge in demand. It doesn't that isn't that weird? But that's what happens. Because every time something like this happens, anytime there's a mass shooting, uh, you're getting these calls for these restrictions, right? Saying we need to, we need to uh control guns more. We need to prevent what you can buy. So guess what happens? All the people who are against that start going and buying them more. So It actually increases the desire and the demand for those kind, the exact kind of weapon that they don't want people to have on the one side is the exact kind of weapon that they're now ramping up, making more of, and that people are today, literally today, going out and buying more of them. Uh, Here's a quote from this article in CNN Business. When you hear more calls for firearm restrictions, we have observed gun sale increases primarily from people buying before they're not able to. This is Rob Southwick, founder of a market research firm, Southwick Associates. They say it's too soon to know how the back-to-back shootings will affect sales of firearms, industry experts say, but figures from federal background checks won't be released until next month. They say here in this article, if history is any guide, gun dealers and manufacturers can expect a surge in demand. It's what happens Every single time, Uh, of course, yesterday Joe Biden, like uh, Kamala Harris, coming out and saying, um, you know, the same basic thing is that well, here's the quote: "I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save lives in the future," Biden said, listing a ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines, as well as strengthening the background check system by closing loopholes, as areas he would like to see Congress act. I've always suggested to the people who are uh, pro uh, gun rights um what if there were much stricter uh requirements for getting a weapon like that perhaps you have to pass a test or or show that you're mentally sound or um you know in, in, in some kind of a training program and then of course the people who are uh pro second amendment would say it's my right without having to do any of that so how do we meet in the middle what do we do to make uh to to increase that level of responsibility or eliminate the potential and 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 it's 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 a, it's a stonewall. I think both sides are stonewalling each other. All right, let's talk about coronavirus. Excuse um, me. I'm in need okay, of medical thanks. attention. Dr. Fauci says uh we're not turning a corner yet on coronavirus. He says that uh, the nation is – he is not ready to say that the nation has turned a corner despite 2.5 million Americans getting vaccinated every day. We just had an announcement here – was it yesterday, I think um, – that uh, on the 29th here in, in Texas, uh, everybody will be eligible to go and get the vaccination. So that's a big deal. That's just a few days from now. Uh, and I think that, that that is happening across the the country for sure, if not across the globe Uh, There was a coronavirus briefing where Fauci talked about this. He said the main challenge remains a stubbornly high level of new daily cases in the country. It's hovering around 55,000 and up slightly in recent days. Uh, Of course, that's better than 250,000 daily cases, which was the peak of the winter wave. Uh, So much better than that. But he says when you're at that level, I don't think you can declare victory and say you have turned a corner. But on the plus side, uh, with the growing level of vaccinations, Fauci is underscoring recent studies showing negligible rates of coronavirus infection among fully vaccinated people. And there has been a significant drop in the number of people 65 and older going to the emergency room. They're the ones that are the most vulnerable to the disease. Uh, of course, in the European Union, they want stricter export controls on their vaccine vaccines. Merkel is dropping an Easter shutdown plan for Germany. Uh, Biden administration survey shows and most non-white students have been learning entirely online and a Honduran company has seized vaccines that were in for employees and their families. So th- there's all kinds of weird stuff happening in the coronavirus vaccine, coronavirus vaccine space, uh, including a spike in chipped and cracked teeth. Not what you were expecting to hear, I'm sure. But yes, Uh, This is interesting. Um, This is an article here in USA Today. They're talking about how when people are stressed, they bite down harder and they grind their teeth. And and this is actually uh, chipping your molars if you do this stuff. And that's what happened to this person they're talking about in this article. Um, It says, during this year of pandemic stress, the American Dental Association says that dental health is a uh, casualty. The the ADA found more than 70% of dentists report an increase in patients with teeth grinding and clenching problems, conditions associated with stress. The number of chipped and cracked teeth really started to pick up as people's stress level picked up. Dr. Paul Levine of Levine Dental Associates in Milwaukee What's said, name, um, they say, of course, most of this is from the unknown. What will happen to my job? What will happen to my business? What will happen to my family and my loved ones who you might not be able to see and all the stuff that. You want, to, uh, you want to resolve uh, in your life that you can't because of COVID and now teeth grinding and cracking teeth. So you can go and get these little cheap mouth guards from Amazon or from the local drugstore, and they're not perfect, but they do something. So if you're waking up and your jaws are hurting or you're, you're feeling your teeth hurt, maybe consider spending 15 bucks on one of those. Uh, you heard the big announcement. Maybe you haven't heard it. I'll tell you about it. Black Widow, Cruella. And a whole bunch of other movies are now, including Luca, are going exclusively to Disney Plus in mid-June. They're not even going to try. They've thrown in the towel. And you know what? Let's do the toilet flush uh, for movie theaters everywhere because it looks like movie theaters are just not what's going to be happening. Disney is taking two of its biggest 2020-2021 releases, uh, Black Widow and Cruella. They're now just going on to Disney Plus as $30 premiere access titles alongside their theatrical releases. But that's not what they're pushing. They're pushing Disney Plus, And this is the future. Black Widow, they delayed it an additional two months. It's coming out in uh, theaters in Disney Plus on July 9th instead of May 7th. And um, so I mentioned Luca. That's Pixar's new movie that's coming out. It's skipping theaters entirely. It will not even have a theatrical release at all. Similar to last year's Soul, it will release just on Disney Plus for all subscribers, no additional fee, and that's coming on June 18th. Well, here is the cool-looking poster for um, for Black Widow, which looks kind of cool. She's in the white outfit there, for those of you who are that's at home. Uh, pretty cool poster. And um, Disney also moved some other films. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy will be in theaters August 13th. Kingsman prequel, The King's Man. Will be out on December twenty second. Deepwater and Agatha, uh, the Agatha Christie adaptation, Death on the Nile are now not even coming out until twenty twenty two. It's amazing to me how COVID has completely, completely rewritten how we consume movies and TV. It's changed everything. I remember a few years ago when I was talking about, oh, I don't have cable anymore. People were like, what? What are you talking about? And, uh, you know, I didn't go to the movie theater for many, many years, like almost a decade. I was barely there at all. And when uh, when I moved here to Austin, of course, my friends here told me, oh, you've got to try the Alamo. So I started going to the Alamo. And I'll tell you what, I was just talking to my son about this. Uh, we would go to the movies at least once or twice a month from zero per year uh, because the Alamo is such a fun place. They really care about How, you know, they don't want people using cell phones or lights. They don't want talking. There's no distraction. They're serious about this stuff in there. And they have the best food. You can go and order a burger, a pizza, like all kinds of bad stuff for you. But it was great fun to go and enjoy this movie theater process, you know. You could finally go to the theater and people were respectful and you could enjoy yourself. And that seems to be gone. And I just don't know if it's ever going to come back or what form it will come back in. I mean, eventually... Corona will be behind us and we'll all have vaccinations or herd immunity or we'll have had it already. And and so we'll be able to go to the movie theaters. But will we go to the movie theaters? That's the question. Has something happened changing the fabric of the way that we consume media? To the point that we don't want to go to a movie theater anymore why would you go to a movie theater and spend all that extra money and order that food and spend extra money on that when you could have it right here and get favor to deliver food from anywhere and it's different right it's a different space than it was a year ago so we don't know if those things are ever going to come back remember oh you know what i i, I didn't do i didn't tell you who i am i'm Dan Benjamin, I mean, I did at the top of the show. But you can follow me at Dan Benjamin on Instagram and Twitter and here on YouTube. Uh, And while you're here on YouTube, like and subscribe, ring the bell. I know a lot of you come here and you watch. I can see how many of you all are watching and I appreciate that. But you're not hitting that like button. That like button changes the algorithms that YouTube uses to determine who should see this. So I need you to hit that. If you're here on YouTube, hit the button. Right now, It's just you just go like this. You just go like this, like that like that. Market zero, next see, it's easy. And you know what? Just subscribe too. That helps the algorithms. And uh, when you hit that little bell, you'll get a notification when I'm live because these are live shows. And i love to see all in the uh, in the chat room. And there's a lot of you there. So last but not least, consider supporting the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. If you don't support the show, I'm going to stop doing it. It's that easy because this is hours out of my day. And if these hours out of my day amount to $0, unfortunately, hold on, let me check that. Still no pile of cash, still no pile of cash under the desk. So that means I got to work and that means I got to make money doing it. So regardless of how much I love doing this, if it doesn't pan out. If you guys don't, I know you're watching. There's thousands of you watching. If you all gave me a buck a month or five bucks a month. This show would get even better and you can guarantee that I keep doing it. If it doesn't matter to you, then just keep doing what you're doing because that's, that's fine. That's how it seems. Uh, oh, and then this is really cool. This was sent to me by a uh, by, uh, viewer, not listener, but viewer, Brianne. Uh, part of the Wright brothers' first airplane is on the NASA Mars chopper. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know they were doing anything like that. Let's check this out. Isn't that cool? This is this are pictures of this little chopper, this little drone thingy. Yeah, isn't that cool? Well, basically, um, NASA's experimental Martian helicopter has a small swatch of fabric from the 1903 Wright flyer. They just revealed this yesterday. The helicopter, which is named Ingenuity, uh, hitched a ride to the Red Planet on Perseverance, which arrived last month, and it will attempt the first powered control flight on another planet sometime on or after April 8th. It will mark a Wright Brothers moment. This is a quote from Bobby Braun. Yeah, he gets it. That's your name. Uh, director for Planetary Science at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And uh, they said that it is a postage-sized piece of muslin from the plane's bottom left wing. It has traveled 300 million miles to Mars the Wright brothers, great grandniece and grandnephew endorsed and blessed this whole thing. So it's kosher. Wilbur and Orville Wright will be pleased to know that a little piece of their 1903 Wright Flyer 1, the machine that launched the space age by barely one quarter of a mile, is going to soar into history again on Mars. I, uh, I really hope this little helicopter thing, uh, you know, works. Right now, it's like connected to the rover's belly. And there's a protective shield that dropped away. That was in that picture that I showed you uh, showing that the chopper is there. So like step one, drop this thing. Then it's got to come out and launch and fly. And wouldn't that be cool that not only are we on another planet, but we're flying on another planet. I think it's kind of awesome. So Uh, not in the not so awesome category. um, The world's first digital NFT house. Has sold for five hundred thousand dollars. Really, I don't get this whole NFT thing, but yeah. So um, this is a picture. You know, we've talked about what an NFT is. It's a, as described right here in this article, they say it's a a unique digital token which verifies authenticity and ownership, and it's encrypted with the artist's signature on the blockchain, and uh, basically it guarantees that it's unique. But this is the house. So this is a digital house. The new owner paid digital artist Krista Kim 288 Ether, which is a cryptocurrency that's equivalent to $514,557.79. It's virtual property. In exchange, the buyer will receive 3D files that they can upload into their own metaverse that is a virtual extension of the world that nobody cares about or will see. Okay. Fine. Whatever. And the last thing I have for you today, <laughs> Andy says, NFT is when you're bored with that pile of money under your desk. Yeah. Let's get the pile going first. A popcorn machine in the North Dakota capital has been removed. Here's a picture of it. And it's a sad day in North Dakota. Uh, a popcorn machine has been removed from the North Dakota capital after it twice triggered fire alarms that brought firefighters to the building this week and caused legislators to evacuate Representative Mary Johnson was on her third batch of popcorn Monday afternoon when the machine triggered the alarms for the second time that day. Johnson said she wasn't aware of a policy that bans popcorn, poppers, toasters and other food appliances from the building, with the exception of the Capitol Cafe. House Majority Leader Chet Pollard said the popcorn helped bring together uh, House Republicans, whose caucus has been a little strained due to the coronavirus pandemic. Popcorn cheers people up for a reason, Pollard said, and now it's gone. And that's the way it goes. So remember when uh, President Donald Trump said that there would be a slump in the news after he left? Well, are you going to say that it's this? Or would this have been major news on the APNews.com website if he was still doing crazy stuff? I don't know. But all I know is now it's gone. And that's the way it goes. So that is the way it goes. And that's all I've got for you today. You can follow me again. I'm at Dan Benjamin uh, anywhere that you want to go, except on GitHub where I'm just Dan because I'm OG like that. And uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Really smash the like button. It makes a difference. And really subscribe and ring the bell if you want to know when I go live. And of course, again, last time I'll ask you today, patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Give me a buck. Give me five bucks. Buy me one of these guys. So I break even because I have one on every show that I do. So just help me break even. That would be nice. Uh, And that's it. That's all I've got for you today. So thanks very much for tuning in. And I'll see you again. Remember, we're doing the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday thing. I'll see you again on... I almost spilled it. Oh, that was close. See you again on uh, Friday. Have a good one.